Mike Rowe has gone from having some of the dirtiest jobs in America to a New York Times best-selling author for his new book, The Way I Heard It, a short collection of stories from his podcast. And Mike joins me right now. Hey, Mike. Hello, Jeff. Good morning, and it's great to talk to you again. Likewise. How things? Things are well, and it's a total pleasure to speak to you. Thanks. Well, Mike, The Way I Heard It, you have a new book out. Yeah. Well, The Way You Heard It appears to be correct. Um, I've been... Uh, informed that it's a New York Times bestseller to my uh, to my humble surprise and um, I'm having a ball talking about it. So the collection of stories for your new book came from your podcast. Was it difficult to choose which ones to include? Well, the book itself proved to be a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. Originally, it was going to be about 50 or 60 of the stories that aired on the podcast that were listener favorites. I put those together and then my mother looked at it and said, oh, Michael, what a what a terrifically lazy way to write a book. I'm like, well, what do, you, what do you want me to do? And she said, why don't you look at these, these biographical mysteries that you want to put out there and ask yourself really why you wrote them and answer that question with a memoir and interrupt your memoir with these biographies. And so I thought, what a strange thing to do. But as I started to do it, it, it really became fun. And so each, each mystery in the book is followed by uh, a true story from my own misspent youth and career. And so as you go through the book, you start to understand why I wrote about famous people I'd never met and give you a chance to figure out who I'm talking about and then follow those ruminations with uh, something from my own past. It's a it's a little odd getting into, but once you're into it, it takes on sort of a life of its own and, uh, and gets, it gets fun. I think one of my favorites is that you tell a story where you lived in a mansion for free because it was haunted? Yeah, I was, uh, I was working in Westchester at the time at, uh, at QVC, selling things in the middle of the night, and, uh, and I needed a place to live. The, uh, the apartment that I'd been renting turned out to be in a building that wasn't actually owned by the guy who was taking my money. So that was awkward. Uh, and I went to the classifieds and I found a listing in the help wanted section for a caretaker on a country estate. But the word caretaker was in quotes, which fascinated me. So I called the number and long story short, the woman had inherited this mansion, but was afraid to move into it because she believed the ghost of her father was haunting it. And she wanted somebody in there to try and come to terms with the ghost. I swear I'm not, I'm not making it up. But I really needed a place to live. And so I said, sure. And so for most of 1992, I lived in a, I lived in a haunted mansion in the middle of the country while selling things in the middle of the night on the QVC cable shopping channel. I think you have one of the most entertaining and recognizable voices in entertainment. And uh, your storytelling reminds me a lot of Paul Harvey. Was, is that a compliment? I would take it as some very high cotton. In fact, when I started the podcast, it was, it was a tribute to Paul Harvey. He, of course, did the rest of the story. I call my version of it the way I heard it. And not long after we began, maybe a year into it, I got a letter from Paul Harvey Jr., his son, who used to write those tales. And I thought, oh, crap. It's going to be like a cease and desist or a injunction or something. But no, he said, look, my dad is looking down right now and giving you two thumbs up. And he also included a check, a very generous check to my foundation. 
And uh, just, just a class act. But you remember the rest of the story. Those were, those tales you just couldn't turn off until you listened to the end and, and heard him say the magic words. And now you know the rest of the story. Um, his, his program actually made me miss a flight in 1988. And uh, ever since, I've wanted to write stories that, that make people late. All right, so you have a New York Times bestselling book, Mike. Are you going to go on a book tour? Are you going to meet your fans? You know, I am kind of. Uh, a traditional book tour doesn't quite work, given the fact that we're in production on a couple of different things. But every time I go to uh, a state now to film, whether it's Returning the Favor or Dirty Jobs or whatever, I'll book a, uh, you know, a venue and five, 600 people will come out and everybody gets a book and I'll answer questions for an hour and things like that. We've done half a dozen so far. And I think I'll keep doing it. It's fun, and it's and it's great to see people in the heartland. Honestly, it's uh, it's terrific fun. Well, Mike, I've interviewed a lot of people over the last twenty years, from politicians to movie stars, and I can't believe the response that I got the last time we spoke for your Facebook returning the favor. It was unbelievable the response that that interview had with with viewers. I was wondering, do you know how beloved you are in America? Well, look, I mean, there's no good answer to that. I don't think so. But I, but, but I will say, the thing that's happened over the years as a result of Dirty Jobs, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have any new ideas. This is Paul Harvey's idea. Dirty Jobs was George Plimpton's idea. Returning the favor is just the making of Extreme Home Makeover. But whatever I try and do, Jeff, I, I try and bring the viewer along. So there's always a documentary camera with me in a, in a true reality format. So I think the reason your, your, your viewers, listeners, Doug returning the favor is because they get to see us making a show about people we believe they should know. So everything I do is an attempt to pull the curtain back a little bit and, and show you how the sausage is made. And I do think over time, people are curious animals. We, we appreciate that. I do anyway. And I'm I'm, I'm flattered for that. Thanks. Well, Mike, congratulations on your new book. And when you have time, come out and visit us in Las Vegas. We'd love to have you. I'll be there next month. I'll look for you. know what? I'm, I'm narrating this uh, thing on the building of that stadium down there, the whole Raiders thing, which is fascinating. One of the most amazing projects I've ever seen right there in your backyard. Well, Mike, safe travels to Las Vegas, and uh, I'd love to shake your hand. That'd be great, Jeff. I appreciate it. All right, you can catch Mike Rowe's new book, The Way I Heard It. You can get it on Amazon or find booksellers anywhere. I'm Jeffrey Gay Howard in Las Vegas. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next time.